Yeah, so I, I don't know. There's a lot of people that like to make mountains out of molehills, and I'm not going to be Good that saying. one. You like that one? Yeah, nice, dude. Um, Coming out hot. And so... Josh with a fresh fade. You're <laughs> yeah, talking look about a lot of mountains and molehills. And yeah. Piss Josh on our looks face. looks like he's a... What? Just a couple of losers, right? Just, yeah, just, just losers, a couple of losers. Yeah. Just a couple of losers. A couple of loser Astros fans and uh, content creators. Great, I love it. <laughs>what is up everybody welcome back to another edition of beyond the diamond podcast here on the apollo podcast network brian lima apollo des producer josh here with you we're going to dig into the astros rotation spring training is here and rolling and the astros got some not so good news from lance mccullers jr he is not going to be able to make opening day he won't be ready he's going to try to play catch in a couple of weeks with a muscle strain on his throwing arm. So I guess let's just get into that right quick. Dez, Josh, the news coming out of West Palm Beach uh, last week when pitchers and catchers reported, and then he spoke to the media a couple of days ago. Um, disappointing for sure. I hate it for Lance McCullers. We know what kind of stuff he has when he's healthy. He's elite. He's a big part of the rotation, but he's not going to be ready for opening day. Yeah, it always sucks when a player gets banged up a bit. Um but I'm also going to view it as like glass half full. Like this rotation is is built to absorb that, and it's not Tommy, um, and that's yep. that's he, a huge thing. He had an MRI, um, and it says the UCL is good. So yeah, so I, I don't know. There's a lot of people that like to make mountains out of molehills, and I'm not going to be that one. Saying. You like that one? Yeah, nice dude. Um, Coming out hot. And so Josh with a fresh fade. You're <laughs> yeah, talking look about at that. a lot of mountains and molehills. And yeah, piss Josh on our looks face. Looks like he's a what? Just a couple of losers, right? Just, yeah, just, just losers, a couple of losers. Dude, yeah. Just a couple of losers. A couple of loser Astros fans and uh, content creators. It's great. I love it. <laughs> and so, like, I just think, I just think that just be healthy, be all star break. Yeah. That's all. I, that's all. I, anyone on this team can step in and eat innings and and do this. Offense is still gonna fuck. They're still gonna put up a twenty five runs. Like. Just go out there and do the thing. And so if we cross the bridge and, you know, Lance is still, you know, banged up or on the shelf, like then that's a conversation where like, yeah, it sucks. Like that's it's a huge part of, you know, this year and, and the years past and and why the odds of the Astros winning the World Series and being back-to-back champs for the first time in a long time, um, they're the Vegas favorite. I mean, look, Vegas, Vegas is, is the reason why there's a bunch of lights in the middle of the desert. And to have the Astros as a favorite, that – speaks volumes. Yeah. So um, it's always bad, but look, you have downtown Hunter Brown, you have some younger guys, you have the Forrest Whitley experience, you have a lot of people that can just go in and have an opportunity to strike. And I think Dana Brown said it the best. He's like downtown Dana Brown, downtown Dana Brown. Yeah. We're on downtown number two count right now. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> and he said, Hey, the young guys got to take a step up like Strider did for the Braves when he was over there. Yeah. And that's, I think that's huge. And you have, yeah. when you have the front office and I think it's refreshing and, very you refreshing. A, you have a front office that's just so uh, open. And to hear that, I mean, I'm sure the guys are hearing that behind the scenes and behind closed doors. But when someone goes out there in the prominent role of being a general manager of the Houston Astros, of this dynasty, and they're like, hey, I want my young guys to compete. I want these guys to, to, to force someone out of the rotation. One, that breeds competition. But two, that's got to just give you a lot of confidence as a player. Yeah, I think with um, what Dana Brown, downtown Dana Brown, that's what we should do. We should, you know, um, you should count how many times we can say downtown in one episode. Mm. Like have a little, but not forced counter. Yeah, not forced. No, I'll force. 
It's like when we say allegedly. Allegedly. Like when the Dodgers were allegedly cheating. Allegedly. We're just allegedly. a couple of losers, though. Just a couple of losers on the internet. But um, it's very refreshing when downtown Dana Brown comes out and says the things that he says. It's it's different. I really appreciate him being transparent with the media, and um, it gives us a little bit of insight. Dude, you, you look at what the Braves did with that core and what Dana Brown was involved in with that. Like, obviously, that's the goal here. You want to get guys locked up. Uh, for long term, like we talked about last uh, last episode here on Beyond the Diamond. But then when he talks about guys like Forrest Whitley, we've talked about Forrest Whitley quite a bit here on Beyond the Diamond. And if there's ever an opportunity for Forrest Whitley to make his Major League debut and an impact in this organization, it is this season. We know that Hunter Brown has the stuff. It's going to be great to see him get innings, innings in the rotation. And even if Lance didn't get hurt, He's still going to be in there. He was still going to be up for the rotation. He was going to be somewhere in either in the rotation or in the as a bridge guy or in the bullpen somewhere. He was going to get reps at the big league level. Now for Forrest Whitley, this is your time. Like this is the time. This is the season for him to figure it out and get himself to the big league level. I'm buying all the Forrest Whitley. Stuff. I'm buying the stock too, and I've been down on Forrest You've been Whitley. Really, down. I've been really down on him. So Forrest, you can come on the pod with us, but chill, kick back. You know, we're not going to give yeah. you these softball questions. We're going to get down in the weeds, right? But you know what? This is hot take Friday. You want my hot take, boys? Are we? Are we going? I'm going to get mine off the chest because I'm just, right now. Yeah. All right. Shoot. Forrest Whitley has at least five major league wins this year. Five wins? How many starts? I don't know. He's just having five major league wins this year. Okay. I really don't think that's a hot take. He has a pitch in the, in the big leagues. I understand yeah, that. I'd, but like, I'd say that's a hot take. That's a, that's a hot like, take. But look at the... I'm willing to to die. I'm willing... Because that force. means he stays around for at least Well, I thought... Starts. I mean, a more a hot take would have been like, he's going to make the opening day roster and he's going to be the sixth man in the rotation. Well... And he's never pitched that. at the big league level. Like, that's a hot Forrest, take. Forrest, I'm talking to you directly. I'm willing to die on that's your saying he shield. probably gets eight starts. Which oh, is, yeah. that's Damn, so he goes five and three? Sure. I, he's okay, gonna, now we're going to take it. He's, right. yeah, he's going to. I mean, I doubt, I'm willing to die for you, so Forrest. Then when, so, I'm willing. all right. Fire out of the cannon like we do here. Does he start in AAA? This Meaning, year. does he? It, yeah, this year. Or does he make the major league roster? Opening day roster. I think now he makes the major league roster. Yes. You think he makes the opening day roster? Yes. I think he comes Josh? up. Josh? He comes up in like May. Okay. I, I just, what's the point of having him down? If he if he doesn't, if he logs enough innings this March. In spring training. In spring training. Uh-huh. He's he's starting Monday, by the way, against the Marlins. What's the point of putting him down in He would have to be in the bullpen. I mean, he's not taking one of the five rotation spots. No, no, for sure. Like so he'll, he'll be, be your, he'll be your six man. Your your bridge guy, where, however sure. they're going to do yeah. it. I don't I mean, know if they're they, doing a six man rotation or not. I don't know what they're going to do. Well, who's it going to be? Brand Belak. Yeah, I mean you have yeah Belak, yeah Arigetti. Let's let's run through. Um, I okay, have. so we I mean Dude, we know we have the, a lot of guys for that open spot. Now there's an open spot we didn't really so have penciled. Obviously, you've got like okay, let's just name it. You got Framber, Framber. Christian Javier, Luis Garcia, Jose Arquiti, Hunter Brown. Is that fair to say? Yeah. I'd say that's your, that's your five-man five rotation. Right now, yeah. I think we can all agree on that, right? 100%. Yeah. So then if for some reason they wanted to get other guys innings, who's it going to be I as think a starter? I think right now the default is Belak. I think he's been sure. up. Your yeah. Rizzi, major league experience. He could eat. He could pitch. He pitched uh, between minors and majors. He pitched over 100 innings. Friend of the year. program, Brandon Belak. He, mm-hmm. could, he could pitch over 100 innings. as, But like I said, that's where Forrest Whitley comes in. If Belak is struggling, has like a 4-5 ERA – by May, they might go to. They might switch him out for a yeah, little. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's I think a four horse race for that last kind of spot. 
Yeah. But it's what have you done for me lately? I think with with Dana Brown, everyone starts on a clean slate. Mm. Like as as volatile as the Forrest Whitley experience has been, he's twenty five. He just turned twenty five years old. Like I I understand like what he was projected to be and a Luno's guy and, 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 and taking that high he was still a high school arm when he was first drafted. And there's a learning curve for a lot of high school athletes. It's just, it, that's just the nature 25. of the game. Yeah. I mean, how long did it take Lance to get up? Like it takes a while for high school arms to speed up in on the big league level. Right. And so, but, but then that, again, he hasn't helped himself a lot right, of so times. That's, and that's the argument with Forrest Whitley. Yes. Is the stuff that you can control. 100%. But I think it's a clean slate. He's 25 years old. I just want to buy all the stock right now. Yeah, I think it's just time. Like, yeah. this is your year yeah. to really compete and show what you have and make it to the big league level. And, and not the phenom that, you know, he's throwing 100 no. and 102. Just go out there and be him. Like, just toss quality innings. And, and I think I think there's a lot of outside noise where when he w- where he was taken and when he was taken, they're like, oh, he's in, he ha- he's going to be the Justin Verlander, the anchor of this rotation for the next decade. You're 18 year old and you're hearing that and you got a fuck ton of money for the first time in your life. Yeah. I'm going to be a little impressionable. Now he's in his mid 20s. He's a young adult. He has all these this trials and tribulations. Yeah. The, the first time he's ever failed. Yeah. Really. And now it's like, hey, you don't have to be that guy. Look at all these dudes yeah. in front of you. Just go out there and be yourself. Whoever that is, go out there and be you. We're not trying to get you to be a Cy Young. And, and, and I think it's the same argument that we've, we've said it a million times offensively where. All these phenoms come up, the Pena's, the Tuckers, the Bregmans, all these different guys, they don't have to be the savior of the Astros. Yeah. They can just be themselves in that lineup. And I think it goes back to the pitching side. He doesn't have to be the savior of the Houston Astros. Hunter Brown does not have to be the savior of the Houston Astros. They can just be themselves, and that's where they shine and kind of thrive. And yeah. so if Force can see that, I I, I think he's going to have – I think this is the year. What, I think this is the year. How many innings did he throw last year? Because didn't he get hurt again, right? Forrest Whitley? Yeah, didn't he have some shoulder issues? Between um, three levels, he pitched 40 innings. Yeah, so he had some Bring the changeup back, though, Forrest. What'd you say? <laughs> bring the changeup back. Yeah, that bring little, the con- little, bring, uh, little concerning there. So, uh, so you, you, you replaced that with a splitter? Like, a little yeah. splitty? I mean, I like a good splitty. Who doesn't I like do too, but why give like the change I like the change. I like the change. Yeah. Uh, Four seam fastballs, top rail, drop off, change up, call it good. Throw him a chair. Here we go. Little Uncle Charlie. A little bender. A little bender, you know? So Justin Verlander pitched 175 innings last year. So you got to find in the aggregate whether that's Brown. Actually, you have to find potentially another 45, too, with Lance on the shelf early. Sure. But I mean, I, I I could see Lance still throwing about the same amount of innings as he did last year. Coming in. I could see Lance getting up to 85, 90. Okay. So. With that being said, when do you think Lance will be ready? A couple of days ago, he said he's not going to be able to play catch for a couple of weeks. I think his first start will be May. I'm thinking middle to late May. And I think that's okay. That's fine. fine like, yeah. we're built, we're, we're just built differently. So you have no concerns about the rotation with him going down or not no, being ready uh, for We just day. named those five without Lance. Right. And now I'm five saying are so. Solid. But after those five, is there any concerns? Meaning. There's concerns God forbid something behind that. Yeah, the depth. Sure. That's where I'm going with that. Yeah, I mean, okay. there, there might be some games where okay, you so have to be like start and you know they lose and you know that's, okay. But I think that's baseball. So baby. so baseball. here's 
I don't even know if this is a hot take. Here's my hot take. Brian Abreu starts six games this season. Oh, please. You don't like it or you want I it? I love it. Say it again for me. Brian Abreu starts six games this please. season. I'm on that train. I'm not. I'm on the Brian Abreu train. I'm not. Why not? I think his value in the bullpen is so great. Oh, I, 100%. I, I think there's you no wa- doubt. I think you water down his effectiveness as a starter dude. But when yeah. you don't really need it. That's my thing. If, I think he you, like, if Garcia I'm... is bad, if Arquiti is bad, if you really need help in the rotation, if it's a problem, then sure. But I think he's his value in that bullpen – you know, with out there with Stanek, Montero, Presley, and Naris, and Naris, like having those five be able to not that way, none of them are taking on too much but of I a mean, role. Damn, year. what a luxury it is to have if you Honestly, got Brian Abreu on the mound. I, I agree in uh, high leverage starter. in big moments. Uh-huh. I went Abreu with the with he that threw bullpen. Eleven and a third innings in the playoff flash playoffs last year and didn't give up a run. I know that's I dangerous. Mean, it's, that's it's, nasty. I I that's, that's I don't think he stretched won. out. I don't think he stretched like. You have to start today. Oh yeah, to there's no doubt about that. that. Yeah, but but if you did, no, I know, <laughs> and I'm okay doing that in April and May and June, like in come October if he's just you know volatile or whatever, like put him back in the pen. But you could do that, and then a Seth Martinez could slide in that Brian and Brady role. Yeah, like, we haven't even talked about Seth Martinez. He's yeah. another six starter. Do you remember the talk about Brian Abreu this time last year? Oh, yeah, <laughs> people were done. Like people were having know, the Forrest Whitley conversation again, but it was about Abreu last year. People didn't know if Brian Abreu was going to be able to throw strikes. We all knew he had the stuff, yeah. but he couldn't. Ha- he didn't have the command. People were talking about him already as trade bait yeah. for the trade deadline, and then look what he did last year. And, and once again, I think it, it, it was he's a stud. I, I I will be his biggest champion, but. On the front end, I think he was young and he didn't help himself out when he came in overweight. That one spring training, yeah. Strami was really, really upset with him. Right. Strami never showed any emotion like that. But with Brian Abreu, he did because I think he realized how talented Brian Abreu was then and still is. And like he was frustrated that he didn't show up to camp the way that they expected him to. But then you fast forward, you have this Brian Abreu who's just this elite pitcher. I think he could be a starter. I think he and could be too. Dude, he Brent Strom before he before he left Houston said that he was going to do anything and everything he could to make him a starter. And I don't to know throw why. 150 to 200 innings. I think I mean, look, thick thighs save lives. Like those thighs, he reminds me of Jose Fernandez. He has that fucking <sighs> fastball and that off speed that is just so fucking sharp. It looks like a fastball and this falls off. That but, I don't, you can't. Dude, do you I'll, I'll, if he turns even to a, a half the pitcher Jose Fernandez was as a starter. I'll eat my words and I'll man put him as our ace. But Could, like, I mean, just think about it this way: like first couple of starts, if he does get the opportunity, Brian Abreu, just give me five. Oh yeah, five. Oh, if he could give you five of the like same elite, effectiveness, you know as he what? Is. I would tandem Abreu with Javier. Oh my God, Javi, give me five, six. Bright, Brian, Brian, you got the last you three, got the rest. Four. Uh, this is, and I want Astros fans to mentally start preparing themselves right now. Oh. If it is April 30th and they are a 500 to slightly <laughs> above 500 club. Come on. Relax. Because, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, listen. Okay. The first month is, this is kind of a. A trend. It's a trend, it's isn't a it? It's kind of a tougher schedule of your Oh, past. you're looking at the schedule. But I'm saying it's kind of a trend for the Astros to. Start slow and yeah. then they get hot, right? When when spring break comes and, and, and the war- weather warms up, the Astros warm up. But 
they opened with the White Sox, right? White Sox, we sh- you don't know what they're going to say. Gonna... Spring break comes and yeah, actually, you know, the summer break, same thing. Spring Labor Day, break, what are those? Spring break is in March. Uh, then the Tigers, spring training. the young Tigers, they should handle that. Then you travel, you have the Twins, the Carlos Correa, you're there and all of that. The Pirates should be a, a thing. This is where it kind of turns up over the last month. You have the Rangers, so you're going to probably face DeGrom, right? And all if he's the other, healthy. If he's healthy. Then you have the Blue Jays. Yeah. Then the Braves. Cool. Then the Rays. And then the World Series rematch. So that last two weeks, you have, you're playing some pretty strong teams. Uh, I think Tampa Bay is one of the... I'd, I'd I be more than happy to be 500 after all that. Yeah, and I, and I don't want people to freak out because yeah. they didn't start off this scorching hot. Do you know how many episodes we have done on this program <laughs> where we have to say in May, relax? Yeah. Yeah. It, last and, year, last year we were like, And especially relax. when you're rolling, you're going to knock on wood. Everyone comes out healthy out of spring training. Um, you're going to have some bumps and bruises. These are And look, playing really good teams early is a good thing. Some, sometimes it's a wake-up call. So, um, just everyone out there, just, hey, <laughs> take a deep breath. We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. So let's... Uh, Where are we at on time? Uh, we're good. We got another like 10 minutes. Okay. Let's break down the people who could be that sixth option for the starter. Brian, I think... Forrest Whitley, <laughs> Seth Martinez. Uh-huh. You all say Brian, Brian Abreu, Brandon Belak. Anybody else? JP France is a uh, name France. that's going to be probably trending a little bit more. We have uh, dude, it's, it's, Arigetti. Arigetti. Dude, it's, it's uh, I think realistically, it'll probably be Brandon Belak. He's got the most experience out of those guys. The names that you said, yeah. he's got the most experience at the big league level. So I'm probably going to say it's going to be Brandon Belak. Do you know what I, Seth Martinez's ERA was last year? Under two. I was going to say, was it under two? 2.09. Wow. Damn. In 38 innings, that's a major league. Wasn't flashy, but hey, he got it done. Uh, he was just under the radar. I think he could be just a sneaky. He might be, honestly, my hot take. Hot take he's, Friday. He's a, okay. He's trade bait at the deadline, and we acquire somebody. Big. Okay, so I, I want to go back to Brian Abreu. Okay. If you make Brian Abreu, if you get Brian Abreu some starts on the mound, think about the bullpen that you still have without Brian Abreu in the bullpen. Stanek, Naris, Montero, Presley. Four really, really, really good options out of the bullpen. You still have Maton, you know. Yeah, yeah. Maton turns around. Philly cheesesteak. Um, yeah, I mean, like, and I think Dusty Baker gets a lot of flack with all these different lineups and stuff. He does a really good job of keeping these guys engaged. Yeah. Um, and when you have four or five guys that are probably number one high leverage arms across other teams' leagues, and now they're just like fourth or fifth on this. Yeah, one like, they get to, they don't have to pitch every night. Right. So one, you keep them healthy. Two, you have to keep them engaged. But three, like any of those guys, I trust closing out the ninth. Yeah. Like obviously Presley's America's closing all that, but Presley doesn't have to close every game, yeah. and and he will in October, and he and he will down the stretch. But early on, like you get these guys in those moments, like and you just get keep them engaged, and I think Dusty does a great job, and he ca- he catches a lot of flag like, oh, why is blah blah lineup different, blah 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 blah, why is, why so and so pitching? Uh, because if you were just sitting at your own job every single day and, and you weren't working, you'd be bored as shit. Like you you want to be in that moment, and that's what yeah. he he gives you the opportunity to do that. So I think you have like you have the ability to try. 
Ryan Abreu as a starter if you if, if you, you want yeah. to. Yeah. But I think the most serviceable option right now is is Brandon Belak. Yeah, I think I think it's Belak's job to lose. Yeah, um, and he sh- he's shown good moments. He's shown some some rough moments, but I think he you learn from those. I mean, yeah. he he had a. Uh, am I reading this right? Did he not play? His, was he hurt last year? Yeah. Oh, okay. He he pitched. 12 innings and had a 3.65 ERA. Yeah, so I, I think I think at the end of the day, you're going to have a stiff competition all of March. And, and obviously, it starts tomorrow in February 25th. But um, you don't have – these guys aren't fighting for a, a one through five spot, right? And that's crazy to say. Because yeah. there's a lot of teams across the league that have no idea what the rotation is going to be outside. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of teams like they have three pitchers and then the rest is a question mark. Yeah. Yeah, we, we're pretty... Yeah, so you kind of know your role going in, and I think that gives you a sense of uh, security. Yeah. And when you have that, it just allows you to be yourself and just go Yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I'm, I'm pumped to see these guys because I think we're going to see them with extended leashes in spring training. Like, hey, bases loaded, two outs, bases loaded, one out. I don't leave you in and see if you can get, get out of it. And so... Um, I think that makes you a better athlete. It makes you a better competitor. Yeah. And uh, that's what spring training's for. I think uh, one last question to end this off. Who ends the season as the Mm. Astros ace? As the Astros ace? Yeah. Is it Framber or does Javier overtake it? I think it's Christian Javier. I think so. So are are you saying... Not the ace, but who has the the best Better year? Yeah. Or who's starting game one of the ALDS? Who has the most Cy Young votes? Ooh. You see, I think, I think, and I, I said this on the game with, with Mechie and the boys, our Louisiana, our Louisiana friends, uh-huh. uh, that the Astros have a problem when it comes to individual awards because they're so good. Yeah. Like MVP, I think Tucker, Breggs, and Jordan, if they're on another team, they probably get way more votes than as a Houston Astro because sure. voters take votes. They're yeah, like, from, oh, I can't. Yeah, like, they, they're... they're they're competing for a smaller pool. Yeah. And I think the same thing was going to happen with the Cy Young votes with Framber and Javier, that they're going to be splitting votes. Um, but, but I, I would just say my – I would probably say Javier. Okay. Um, Go say Javier. I do think Framber's your game one ALDS starter, though. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think – He's your horse. I mean, yeah. we've seen it over the last three years. Dusty leaves him in at 200 pitches. Yeah. And I think it's also – a really good thing that he's not playing in the World Baseball Classic. Yeah. For meaning Framber. Yeah. So, yeah. a little worried about that uh, crackdown on the sticky stuff, though. <laughs> Time, yeah. Times are changing. Yeah. It's um, going to be an interesting year. Yeah, and it's, I know we're coming up on time, but it seems it just seems like Rob Manfred is, like, against pitchers. You see, I think you're 100% right, but would you be okay with the rules if they stopped, like, after the seventh inning? Like, the pitch clock is dead after the seventh inning. Like, you just baseball's baseball for the eighth and ninth. I wish. Because, I mean, like, like I wish it didn't to. exist at all. Yeah, right. But, like, if the rules were like, okay, we're going to do these rules, but after the seventh inning, like, we're just playing regular baseball again. Because what's going to happen when there's a pitch clock violation in, that's mean, so weird to say, a pitch clock violation. You mean, like, to where it causes a big part, like, it changes the game? and like Second and third, two outs, or and, it, and you didn't dig in enough. Or it wins and, the game yeah. for somebody? People yeah, are going to be pissed. Gonna Players are going to be upset. Well, our next episode is going to be all about the, yeah, rule, the rule changes. changes so That's so. what we call a segue right nice. there. Tune into that. All right, Josh, take Thank us Thank you for 
watching and listening to Beyond the Diamond podcast with Dez and Brian and Josh. We will see you next time. Love you guys. Peace. Jeez, damn, Josh, that was good.